0: The following message from Bible teacher and pastor, Jim Crabb, is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. John chapter 5, I get to preach, I just felt a release this morning to preach one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament from John chapter 5, and this is about the ministry of Jesus. Praise His holy name. We... We are, listen, we are Jesus freaks around here. We are sold out, turned on, red hot, uncompromising that there is only one way to heaven, and that's through Christ. We are determined that we are not going to let the gospel be compromised. We are not going to tell everybody that you're okay. That's part of the problem. Everybody's not okay. Man, I'm so glad I didn't hear that that modern-day message that everybody's okay. You're, you're loved by God, but you're not okay. You know, there's a big difference in that, Brother Bob, right? So all of us, before Christ comes in our heart, we're not okay. So, so we're, not, we're not okay. But thank God that Jesus came into the world to make us okay. And we are sold out to that gospel message That Christ is the only answer. He's the only hope. Well, what if they say we're narrow-minded? Agree with them and say we are. Jesus Jesus said, he, he said, narrow is the way that leads to heaven. And how many find it? Few there be that find it. But broad is the road. You know, the church today sadly is falling. The church is one, of, in my opinion, the, the church is one of the greatest offenders today in helping the devil broaden the road to hell for people. We're telling people you don't need to get saved anymore. You're all, Everybody's already saved. Christ died. That's not true. No. We, amen? Narrow is the road that leads to eternal life. And few there be that find it. But thank God we're part of the few and we found it. And uh, anybody, and the good news is anybody can find it. Shout anybody. Anybody, including your mother-in-law. That might be a shock to you. (laughs) Just slap him good there, Julie. I know it, man. Your mother-in-law, your father-in-law your mean boss, your ex-husband or wife, or your ex-ex-ex-husband and wife. Chapter 5 of the book of John. You ready for this? Now, I want you to let this word be personal today and think about personal application to this because we're all in this chapter here. Are you ready? Verse 1. And it came to pass. Excuse me. I'm in the wrong book. I went over. I didn't think that sounded right. It did come to pass. But after this, chapter 5, John 5, 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. So this was a great feast that the Jews were having. And when the Jews had a feast, they would all go to, everybody in Israel was going to Jerusalem. And there would be a gathering in Jerusalem. And there would be celebration and worship, and there'd be, one of the things there would be, there'd be a lot of sacrifice, and they would, and so you had to bring a lamb, you had to bring a sheep, the priest would have sheep and lambs, so this was, this 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 place we're mentioning here is is by the sheep market, where they would sell sheep, right, for sacrifice during the feast, but it says there was a pool there which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda and it had 5 porches Now on those porches verse 3 lay a great multitude how many great multitude of impotent folk impotent means it's the word potent which means power m is the negative of that, means without power. So all these people that are laying in all these, these porches, there were gathering places. There's a pool in the middle, and these five porches where they laid all these people were around that pool, and the Bible says there was a great multitude. This was not, this was not a place for a bunch of wonderful, fixed, altogether blessed, wealthy Healthy, strong people. This was a place for the impotent. It was a place for those that didn't have any power. And didn't. It, it, when it says impotent, it means impotent in every way. Spiritually, they were impotent. They had no power. I want you to know if you don't have any power spiritually today, you, if, if you're spiritually impotent, you can come to Jesus and you can receive your power. Huh? They were mentally weak and and mentally without power, and and certainly there were many that were physically weak, right? And 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 physically without power. So there was a bunch. he he begins to describe them. There are a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind people. Now you can be blind physically but you can be blind spiritually. Before I got saved, I would have been a good candidate to lay on one of these porches spiritually. Now, I had good natural eyes, right? But my spiritual eyes were dark and blind, right? But this is, he's really just using the physical thing to talk about all the the parts that this could mean, right? So they were impotent, they were blind, they were halt. What's another translation say there? Huh? Lame. That's the halt means they couldn't walk. They were lame. They were withered. In other words, there, their limbs were withered up. Right? And they were all there. So so get that picture. A great multitude. You, you know, I'm not talking about a real organized setting of people here this is a bunch of people that just got dragged in there and and they were laid at the at the pool of Bethesda on one of those porches so they couldn't see they couldn't they were all withered up they couldn't walk they were lame they were impotent they had no power what a what a pitiful picture of broken humanity lame halt withered impotent blind, and they all laid there, and they were doing something at the end of verse 3. They were waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled or stirred up the waters, and whoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in And was made whole of whatever disease he had. Now think about what that just said there. First of all let me tell you that that is not. the. Just because it says that. That that isn't exactly. That's not the truth at all. There's nowhere else in the word. Where that God sent an angel at a certain time. One angel at a certain time during the year to a certain pool and stir up the water and then the first one in would be healed that that is a that that is a, this is the only place that's ever mentioned and what that is most theologians and people in commentaries would tell you that that's not that's just a superstition it's just a superstition and you know what it is it's a hope against hope Now, here's the problem. There's a couple problems with it. Number one, that's not how God operates. Number two, number two, you you can get fixed anytime you want to, not just at a certain season. Some people sit around and wait for a revival to to get their heart right with God. I want you today to know today is the day. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to get healed. Well, when I get a little older and after I have a lot of fun, when I'm young, then I'm going to get right with God. No, today's the day to get right with God. Well, someday I'm going to come back to Father's house like the prodigal son did. Listen, man, today's the day. So the, first of all, so they, the angel they said, they thought in a superstitious way, would come down, trouble the water. Now' here's a, this is a, there's many problems with this this concept, these broken people that can't see, they can't move, they don't have any power. There's a bunch of, uh, it's a bunch of broken physical humanity laying there. And the Bible says out of that multitude that's there, the only one, there was only one guy a year that could get healed. And that was the first one in. Now, first of all, even if, can you imagine those people trying to be the first one in? They, for a lot of them couldn't even see the water get troubled. A lot of them, if they saw the water get troubled, they didn't have, they were impotent and they were lame. They couldn't get in that water. And besides that, there was a multitude. It just doesn't even sound like God that you got to throw people out of the way to be the first one in. That's not God's will. That's not God's ways. That's not the plan and purpose of God. Yet, but, you know, when you don't have it, that's why it doesn't shock me what, what lengths people go to that are without Christ to try to improve their life or try this or try that, but call psychic hotlines and all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Huh? But because they don't know what to do. And it says at the end of verse 4, again, Whoever then first, after the troubling of water, stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. Now there was a certain man there. So out of the multitude, there's a guy there which had an infirmity for 38 years. How long did he have it? 38 years. That's a long time. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had now been now a long time in that case. And he said to him, I think now this is a pretty weird question. It's Jesus that's asking it, but Jesus asked the guy and said unto him, "Will you be made whole?" Or what was he asking? Based on the superstition, what was he asking? He was asking, you going to be the first one in? Is that what he was saying? Huh? Based on the superstition, that's what you would, that they, they could assume that's what he was saying. But Jesus said to him, are you going to be made whole? Well, you know, I would almost be like, well, respectfully, Jesus, you know what? That's not up to me. That's up to you. But I want you to know that we have a part to play in God moving and helping us get better in our lives. Huh? We've got a part to play. I, w- I want to ask everybody in here today. Is today the day? You're, are you going to get better today? Are you going to stay in that same rut you've been in? Are you going to get better today? Are you going to keep going back to the same pig pen you've been in for years? Are you going to get better today? It's not completely up to God. He showed up, and he was there to help somebody receive a healing, even in the desperate shape they were in. So I got a question for you today. Will you, will, will I, will you be made whole today? Huh? Let's see what he thought about it, the man. Huh? The, verse 7. The impotent man answered him and said, Sir, here's my problem. I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Remember, only one person got this healing. And it was the first one in. So it was the fastest or the quickest one. Or the one that maybe, you know, (laughs) you don't get the the sense in this chapter that on those porches when they lay all those impotent people there that they sold tickets and you had a certain seat. But I'll tell you this, if you were coming because you thought the only way I can get better is i got to be the first one in, I I would say to the guy that hauled me in there, put me up front. But I want you to know not everybody can be up front. So you mean I'm disqualified from getting in that water if I don't have the right seat? I want you to know that I don't care what seat you have in your life. I don't care where you're set, I don't care if you're in the back. You know the Bible says when Jesus fed the multitude, He fed everybody. He started breaking that bread and those things. 20 plus thousand that were on that hillside that there was enough bread and there was enough fish when he broke it and distributed it that that, there was enough bread for the front row, yes but there was enough bread and fish for the second row and for the third row and for the fourth row and the fifth row and sixth row and there on there's enough bread today for seven billion people that are on this planet to get their healing, to get fixed, and to be right with God. Huh? Whew. The man said, Sir, I don't have a man to help me get in. Other people always get it, get it before I can get in there. That's what the man thought. Well, I want you to know today there's only two people that, that count here. Number one is the master's there. Number two, you and me are there. And I want you to know, as long as the master's there, we can get help. And as long as we are going to cooperate with the master, we can get our healing. It doesn't matter what row we're in. We're going to get our healing. It doesn't matter if you got a big bank account or you don't have any money. It doesn't matter if you're educated or you, had, you couldn't get out of kindergarten. It doesn't matter if you're white, black. It doesn't matter if you're Asian. It doesn't matter if you're American Indian. It doesn't matter. You can get what God wants you to have. And by the way, we found out on Thursday night. Man, man, we had a time Thursday night. I, 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 we showed a video by Pastor Bill Winston Thursday night. And he was talking about justice and the law of recompense and God making everything right. We found out that God will make everything right. We don't have to depend on the police. We don't have to depend on the government. We don't have to depend on which place we're in line we have, what row we're in. Huh? Hallelujah. And so he, verse 7, was the man's excuse for, remember, the question is, are you going to be made whole? Basically, if you read all of verse 7, what did the man say? Man said, no, I don't have, because that's what you got to do. Then, you know, I, I'm, no, I'm never going to be made whole. Verse 8. But Jesus, now Jesus, Jesus acts odd sometimes. The guy just told him, no, I'll never be, I'll ne- I guess I'll never be healed because you've got to be first, and, and, and I, I depend on people to, to move me around. I can't walk. I've never walked for 38 years. But, and so the guy told him, no, I'm never going to be healed. But look at Jesus. Jesus said unto him, I love this. He said, then rise, take up your bed, and walk. Now, Jesus, do we need another interpretation and translation of what no means? What do you mean? I just told you why I can't. Listen to me. When you tell Jesus why you can't, Jesus will always talk to you like you can. I'm telling you, I believe in and I can God. I believe in a God that says you can. I believe I believe in a God that says you can, no matter what row you in, no matter how much money you got, no matter how many times you failed, God is still gonna be saying to you when He's on the scene. He's always gonna tell the man that can't walk. He's gonna say, Rise and take up your bed and walk. Because I don't care as much about what you think I can do as what I know that I can do. He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. I've had people, you know, most of the time, a lot of counseling sessions or, you know, giving biblical input about stuff. You know, most folks, they, they really, I learned, it just took me a long, I was in the slow learners class and giving input to people. Because I thought they really wanted to know an answer. But, you know, most people, when they come, they don't really want an answer. What they want to do is just give you a bunch of excuses about why, they're not, why it's not going to work. And if you start on, yeah, but wait a minute, I hear you, but I want you to know. I'm, let me give you these scriptures. Let's talk about the Bible. Let's talk about the Word. I heard one pastor, he finally said he realized nobody's listening to him in his counseling sessions anyway. When they show up for their first counseling session, he just takes them by the hand, brings them out into the sanctuary and says, now, here's my counseling. Get over here and kneel down and have a little talk with Jesus. And I'm going to kneel down over here and I'm going to have a little talk with Jesus. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. That's what Jesus is saying to you and me today. I don't care what you don't know. I'm not moved by what you don't have. I'm not moved by how halt and withered and lame you are. I'm not moved by your impotency. Because all power is given unto me, Jesus said, both in heaven and in earth. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. I love verse 9. And immediately, when was it? Immediately. Immediately. I mean right away. Right now, right in the midst. Even after the guy gave him his excuse. He said immediately. The man was made whole. And he took up his bed. And he walked. And the same man and the same day was the Sabbath. Now listen. Here's what I want to say about this. There's three parts to this story that are important. And it can relate to us. You know, an, an artist, there's, there's three things that an artist needs. Number one, he needs a brush, doesn't he? He needs a brush. He needs some paint. He needs the oil. Right? Oil. Right. In, in paint. Right? And but he needs one more thing. What's he, what's he need? He needs a canvas. He needs something to, he needs something to draw. He needs something to, to when he puts the paintbrush. In the paint. And he got the paint on the paintbrush. He knows how to do it, but he needs a canvas to draw it on. And here's what I want to say about this: there's three players in this story. Huh? I believe number one, the Holy Spirit is the artist that and he's the brush. Because he he knows what to do. He's the artist. Number two, what's the paint? The Word of God is the paint. The artist took the the brush, dipped it in the paint, the Word of God. He gave him the Word, right? But he was looking for a canvas. And the canvas that he was looking for was his heart. Every one of us has a spirit. We have a canvas. And the and what's that's what the Imago Day is, man. It's it's part of the canvas that God's signed his name on. But now what Jesus does is he comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has the word of God, the paint. And the Holy Spirit puts the brush in the paint and then finds the canvas. And starts painting the picture that he wants the man to live out. And so, why did Jesus tell him after he told him he'll never be whole? Why did Jesus tell him to rise and take up his bed and walk? I'll tell you why. Because he was painting a picture of the man rising up. Taking his bed and walking. And on the man's heart, his canvas the Holy Spirit took the Word of God and and painted a healing picture on his heart. And the Bible says, and once that happened, immediately the man jumped up, picked up his bed, he'd never done it before, and he walked home. Now here's what I want to say to you everybody in this room is impotent and halt and withered and broken and lame in certain areas i'll tell you there's certain areas i need a healing over in my in my heart in my life i mean physically i need one my voice thing but i need i need fixed in a lot of different things and the way I'm going to get them all fixed is I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to find the right artist that's going to paint the right stuff on my heart. That's why, it's, to me, it's important to go to the right church because you need the right artist painting. You, you, do, you better make sure what's getting painted on your heart by the Word of God and by the artist that's preaching and painting a picture on your heart. Amen? I want to thank God today. That if, he, if we can get the Word of God painted on our heart, we can do that picture. How many know we live not from the outside in, we live from the inside out? You ever know, this is a simple illustration. You're, you know people that are just really confident? I tell the story of a guy that me and Jerry went to high school with. We'll let him be unnamed. Unnamed. And this guy, when we when we were toward our, you know, junior and senior year in high school, and after high school, you know, everybody's looking for dates and all this kind of stuff. Well, I want. To, well, well, this guy, while while the rest of us was looking for somebody that would go out with us, this guy was he had girls hanging off him. All the time, and here's, now here's my problem with this guy. I looked at him, and he wasn't really a real GQ man. He did honestly, I 'll say it nice as I can. He didn't have a lot going for him. But I 'll tell you one thing he had. He had a confidence. You know, here's how I'd start out trying to get a date. Well, I want, boy, she sure is pretty. I wonder, but she would never go out with me. She's, no, there, and then I go through all the reasons why she's not going to go out with me. But this guy, he had, a, he had an idea in his mind. All of them want to go out with me. And so, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to date all of them. And I promise, this guy, I'm telling you, from the time he got in the late years of his high school to, I don't know what he's doing now. So, I'm just, maybe he got saved and got this straightened out. But I'll tell you this, somewhere in his heart, he had a concept of I can I should, and I'm going to. And I don't mean he just had a bunch of females hanging on him. I'm talking about he had good lookers hanging on him. He was confident, and I don't know, there was just something about how he, how he painted that on his heart and how he lived that out. Well, I painted, nobody would want to go out with you. Nobody want to be, you know. I had to get a different artist. I had to paint the right picture. That's why I couldn't get saved for a while. I couldn't imagine that God would save me and love me. But I want you to know that the artist, which is the Holy Spirit, he painted on me, uh, me as a saved person, me as a whole person, me as a sound person, me with all my stuff together. He painted it on the canvas of my heart. And once he painted it there, I'm telling you, you gotta have an I can attitude. This isn't just positive stuff. You gotta get the word on your heart. I'm telling you, you but you gotta know you can that you will, you shall, you're going to. I am. Somebody say amen. Shout out loud, I am, I am, and I can person. I, person. I, will, I will be made whole, made be whole. changed In into the image of God by the Holy Spirit, by the, Holy Spirit. By, the God, by the word of God, painting on my the canvas of my heart. Amen. Painting Amen. on the canvas of my heart. Praise God. Let's all stand up this morning. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Amago Day, please visit our website at amagodaysensiy I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com. dot com.